This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Olivia and Chris Barna about their wedding at Shipwreck Beach with a reception at Yacht Club Marina. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how they chose these locations and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Olivia and Chris. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you two decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, as we were chatting before we started, I went to school in Florida. Chris and I are from New York, but we worked together while I was in college. So we did the long distance relationship and I was in Tallahassee and we always decided let's let's meet in Orlando and go to Disney. So Disney became a very special place to us. And we also got engaged there and we wanted a destination wedding. That's something we always wanted. And we decided, hey, let's let's do it. You know, a lot of our family and friends have never been to Disney or they don't get why we love Disney so much. And we figured it was a great opportunity to show our family and our friends why we go to Disney so often and why we love it so much. That's great. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Oh, they they were so excited. They were so excited. You know, like I said, they wanted to experience Disney how we like to experience it. We we would go a few times a year and, you know, our friends would ask, why, why don't you go anywhere else? Why don't you go to an island or go to Europe? And we're like, you'll see, you'll see. And so definitely everyone was so excited and finally would understand why we went so many times a year. <laughs> So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited about 200 people. Chris comes from a very big family and I have uh, I have a decent sized family, but mostly we have a lot of friends also. This was in early 2022 of this year in February. So between, you know, COVID still being an issue with traveling and then this was the height of Omicron. Uh, we ended up having only about 89 guests come to the wedding, but you know we we felt that was such a great amount. It didn't feel like 89 people. It felt it felt great, and I couldn't have imagined anything more or less. But uh, we invited everyone we wanted to invite, and it, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, no, the smaller wedding was definitely better. I enjoyed it. It was more intimate. You know, even though that too many not too many people came, it was great. It really didn't uh, affect the uh, whole atmosphere of the party. It was wonderful. That's great to hear. 
Did you guys set up a room block for your guests? We did. I feel like there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears when it came <laughs> to our room block to decide. Yeah, I feel like it was mostly my uh, my idea was like I kind of wanted everything to be. We didn't want to buy buses and everything, so we planned all our hotels off the Skyliner. So we figured it was like an easy way for guests to come to the wedding was getting there from the Skyliner. So I kind of had the idea to, oh, let's do every hotel off the Skyliner. So it was made it easier for our guests. So that kind of made it fun too. People got to ride the Skyliner, didn't know what it was about and stuff. And the hotels where the wedding occurred was the Beach Club and the Yacht Club. So we offered those hotels and we also offered moderate and uh, value-sized hotels as well. And that included Pop Century and the Caribbean. And actually, we our guests took up our room block. So we ended up adding another hotel, the Port Orleans, that wasn't on the Skyliner. But it all ended up working out. Every, all the guests did not have a problem getting to our, our wedding or leaving, especially with the Skyliner in the evening. But there was, you know, Ubers and people rented cars. So, so it really worked out great. And most of our bridal party and parents stayed at the beach club, which was very convenient and, and awesome, in my opinion, to, you know, wake up and see all your friends at the hotel. <laughs> now, how did you guys choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? Well, originally we were going to do Super Bowl weekend. And then we figured we thought it was supposed to be Super Bowl weekend and then they changed it that year. So uh, we figured that, uh, not everyone would be down there Super Bowl weekend. We were going to do like an, like a, instead of doing a fireworks show, we were going to do like a party on Sunday and have everyone come to like watch the Super Bowl together somewhere. But then uh, it wound up changing. So we figured just stayed Friday anyway because of that whole situation. So Friday was the day we chose. Yeah. Originally, they, I think, I think Super Bowl is usually the weekend of our wedding, which was February 4th. The NFL decided, I think they added some games or weeks. So, they moved Super Bowl to the weekend afterwards, but we decided, hey, let's keep it on Friday. We figured let our guests travel home on Saturday, and they have Sunday to to relax versus having a, a Saturday wedding and then have to travel home Sunday and then return to work Monday and, and feel sluggish. And we figured since it was a destination wedding, it, it really didn't matter what day of the week it was. So we figured Friday Friday made the most sense. And I don't think I mentioned this before, but I would say about 75% of our guests were from some sort of area that required an airplane. So for most of our guests, it was a destination wedding. We did have some friends and family in Florida, but it was mostly out-of-state residents. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? So in addition to, to Disney, the other thing Chris and I love the most is the beach. And we really wanted to incorporate that in, in some capacity with our wedding, because, you know, if we had a wedding up here in New York, we probably would have done some sort of beach wedding instead. And personally, Chris and I, you know, we didn't want to have a, a, the, a wedding at the castle or, or Main Street. We wanted something that felt more us and which is more the beach. So we figured the Shipwreck Beach and the Yacht Club were the best of both worlds to us. You know, we, we were getting married in Disney, which we love. We love the beach, but it wasn't a typical Disney wedding for, for lack of a better term where you know, everyone asked us, oh, is the castle going to be in the background? Is Mickey going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. Those things weren't important to us, but the choices of these two reception and ceremony areas felt it was just a mix and the best of both worlds. 
That's great. And also, they both hold a ton of people. So if you had had 200 guests show up, you could have accommodated them. Yeah. So we were looking for like flow also. Like we didn't want like a lot of pauses during the wedding. Like we don't want people waiting around. So we went into the fireworks show after. We had a dessert party. And so we figured we wanted to bring our guests to Epcot, which also made sense to have our ceremony and reception in the Epcot area. So all of our guests then were able to simultaneously walk over and enjoy a dessert party afterwards. That's a great idea. Now, did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? We did. Nathan Root, best photographer ever. (laughs) (laughs) They were great. They were, I could not recommend them more. Their photos were amazing. Just their personality. Very bubbly. Oh, I did hire a day of coordinator, Catherine Martell. She came recommended to me by a friend who also had a Disney wedding. She was basically a lifesaver. Yeah. On the day of our wedding, she she held my hand through everything. I had some hiccups with my dress some, for some reason. All of a sudden, there were some pink stains on it. I'm not sure how that happened or what happened, but I, I called her crying, and she came save the day with some shout pads and a, like a tied-to-go stick. And, you know, she she just helped everyone in the wedding yeah. party. Sewed buttons on some men's suits that popped off. Any, yeah. Anything, any little thing, detail, she took care of. And then, it made it a lot easier. And also, um, so I, I hadn't mentioned this, I believe, before, but I got ready at the Yacht Club, uh, the convention center. And while we were getting ready, Vice President Pence and DeSantis were also presenting at some sort of committee. And she actually had to get pat down by Secret Service. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, all the bridesmaids and left their stuff in my room, our convention hall, when we were getting ready, and she went to retrieve it, and she actually had to get stopped by Secret Service, and they had to escort her in and out of the building, so she definitely had it all, an experience. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you choose your officiant? That was like our best friends for growing up. We wanted them in our wedding party, but it was like so difficult, because we like jokingly, we always said that they would marry us, and then we had the opportunity to a destination wedding. Don't really know any rabbi or priest out there. So why not have our best friends yeah. do it? Yeah. Yeah. So Chris and I, are, I'm Jewish and he's Christian and we didn't want to hire a, a priest or a rabbi or both that we weren't familiar with. So we decided to go a more casual route and have our, our two best friends who we've known for over 10 years or more marry us. And so it was special and as, as Chris was saying, we, we both had a huge wedding party. So we got to include them in a different capacity and got to include all of our best friends in different roles. And I think for them, it was unique and special and something hopefully they'll never forget just as much as we will. What a great idea. And I bet it was easy for them to work together on the ceremony because they know each other already. Oh, yeah. They're best friends. Yeah, they, they even lived together at one point. <laughs> and, you know, they feed off each other and they're, they're very funny very wholesome so you know every a lot of things were on the fly and people were laughing and that that to us that's important you know the ceremony was you know it's a serious thing it's about love but we you know humor and lightheartedness is also very important to us so having little aspects of that in our ceremony were were great now did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception yes so for the ceremony we had a guitarist it comes with disney and so the guitarist played when all the parties are walking down the aisle. We actually chose all Disney songs 
to walk down the aisle. And initially we were going to use the violinist and we went with the guitarist. We surprisingly, we thought that the violinist was going to sound more formal, but we actually we went on YouTube and like, I think we went, it was actually after our friend Alex's wedding. Oh yeah. Then we realized, well, you know, let's go with the guitar because it sounds so good at their wedding. So yeah. And we YouTube some songs and we're like, oh, we like the guitar. So that was the only music we had at the ceremony. It was absolutely perfect. It was simple, but you know, not too simple. And then we had a, a DJ at our reception. That was a, a Disney recommended DJ, uh, DJ Willie. And he, he was great. He was so accommodating. I think we spoke to him a handful of times on the phone and told him what songs we want to play, what songs we didn't want to play. And he, he just put together a great mix. Like he really understood the type of music that our friends and us, I should, obviously us. Yeah, we didn't want to like go to a wedding and you know, like the typical wedding songs, you know? We, did, we wanted something different. So he played more of like hip hop and pop music and dance music. And he, he did a good job. He like mixed everything well. It was really good. It was different. It wasn't like it was a fun reception. So like, uh, yeah, we don't we don't like the typical, the, you know, the stereotypical wedding songs. Um, Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah, we specifically <laughs> didn't ask for, for those. Songs, and he respected it. And it, it was great. He definitely he played songs that, you know, everyone was dancing and singing to. And a lot of sing alongs, too. It was fun. That's great. Now, do you guys have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Yes, we did a buffet at our our wedding and I would highly recommend the buffet. The buffet was a great option because I felt like all of our guests could eat multiple things instead of choosing one dish. We did a Polynesian themed menu, so basically Ohana, and I could not recommend that more. It was delicious. All of our guests loved it. And it was also very accommodating to all types of dietary needs, whether it be somebody who doesn't eat red meat or they'll eat seafood, but not meat and the noodles and the vegetables. It was, had a wide array of options and it was delicious. And while Disney recommends it or they suggest it doesn't always taste exactly like the food when you want it from a restaurant from Disney. And it was spot on. Like we went in with a different feeling and it was absolutely delicious. Cake flavors. The churro. The churro was really good. Yeah. I'm not a big cake person. That's that's Chris's forte. What was the cream? We did we did a chocolate cake and churro cake with I believe it was a cookies and cream. Cookies and cream, yes. It was delicious. And the the cake tasting is always fun and I highly recommend that everyone does that. Now, can you talk a bit about the dessert party that you added at UK Lockside in Epcot directly after the wedding? Yeah, so as we had mentioned before, we wanted a very seamless wedding or you know, seamless day. And we decided on a, a firework show at dessert party at the UK Lockside. It, it's walking distance from our reception and it was quick and easy. And as I mentioned before, a lot of our guests have never been to Disney. Yeah, and some like came but didn't buy tickets to the park. So we we're like, no, let's the fireworks show is the best way to give them that Disney feeling. So it was, it was a great option. We didn't serve dessert at our reception and we chose, you know, three or four different stations at our dessert party instead. That way we didn't have our guests overeat or feel like they're overeating all day. Yeah, and it was a nice break in between. And we did a, a churro stand, which was my, my personal favorite. And then 
our guests got a great view of the the fireworks and it really put the magic together because a lot of our like as i said a lot of our reception and ceremony didn't have a lot of typical disney characteristics and i feel like this put that icing on the cake for lack of a better term um that you know they get the magic they get why we love fireworks and everyone got to experience a little bit of disney if they didn't go to the parks any other day that's great did you add a ride mix in no, we did not. But we, we did also do a welcome party uh, the day before our wedding. Oh, that's great. What what did you do for the welcome party? It was, so it was the day before the wedding. So it was a Thursday evening. We did it at the Grand Floridian and it was great. It really got the weekend going. You know, it, it got to see everyone. It gave. And our timing was perfect because the fireworks went off at Magic Kingdom right as, as it was ending, which made it perfect. People were like, weren't expecting it. We weren't expecting it. But our timing was perfect. You could see the fireworks from the summer house? You can't, like, see it perfectly, but you had a good enough view where everyone stood and enjoyed it. You couldn't hear the music or anything. Most of the people walked by, like, where the dock is and then uh, that restaurant. Oh, Narcoosie's. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the welcome party overall was just great because we got to see, I would say, more than 50% of our guests in case we didn't have a chance to, to see them or really spend time with them. Throughout the rest of the weekend, because it was busy, we really got that time then, and it was great. And as Chris said, the fireworks were, you didn't get to hear the fireworks, like the music, but you got to see the fireworks. So everyone, again, also got a nice little surprise, including us, because we did not expect to see the fireworks. It was really <laughs> That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah. So the wedding ceremony was scheduled to start at 12 o'clock. The reason why we had chosen 12 versus a later time was basically because of the sunset. We wanted the best pictures possible. If we went any later and the next time slot was about 2 o'clock, we we would have had more sunset, darker pictures, which is something we didn't want. So since the the wedding was relatively early, hair and makeup started about 5 a.m. And another thing that... Chris and, uh, that was important to Chris and I was getting first look and a lot of pictures out of the way before the wedding started. So, as I said, we hair and makeup started bright and early at 5 o'clock. Uh, we were done by probably about 10 a.m. Uh, Chris and I had about an, an hour together from a, a 10 to 11, maybe 11.15, 11, uh, where we did first looks with each other. We did first looks with our parents. And then we set up for the the ceremony all of our guests were in their seats probably by 11:30 and the wedding started at 12 the ceremony was about a half hour maybe 45 minutes um and then our guests moseyed over to the cocktail hour which was uh, a sectioned off portion of the uh yacht club marina it was all in the same area the the reception and the cocktail hour just as i said it was sectioned off so that was from one to two and then a reception was from two to five. Got let into Epcot at six. Yeah, then we got let up Epcot at six, and, and then we all hung out at the. They still let us hang out at the reception. Yeah, and then uh, the guides walked us over. There was about an hour, hour and a half of dessert before the, the fireworks show started at nine o'clock, and then basically after the fireworks ended, the party was over. It was it was almost a twelve hour day, which was. Yeah, no. The part is that we all went to Jelly Rolls after. Oh, yeah. Because that was like the whole plan, too. We wanted to be on that side to get the vibe to go to Jelly Rolls to keep it close because it was a good vibe for an after party. The 
dueling pianos. We figured it's fun. The over 21 crowd go there after the wedding. So yeah. that flowed in nicely too. Yeah, we didn't rent out Jelly Rolls. It was more of like an optional after after party where yeah. any of the guests who wanted to, to still hang out with us and spend time, that's where we walked over after that. That's a great idea. Now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects of the event where you focused your attention or your budget? Definitely food. Food was definitely important to us. I think we spent a lot of time going back and forth about the menu, whether it be the welcome party, the cocktail hour, the reception, dessert party. We just wanted that to be perfect. We wanted to enjoy it. We wanted our guests to enjoy it. We wanted it to be different and special. The music. Music was is also very important to us. You know, as we had mentioned before, without repeating ourselves, we didn't want the, you know, the typical wedding songs. We wanted something that, that fit our genres of music and our friends and also our parents and everybody can dance. And it wasn't really too much of a lull just to sit and hang around too much. And probably like the fireworks show, too, and the flow of the party, making sure it was like perfect because like choosing a venue and then like having an after party is like you don't want people busting in between it we wanted a nice like flow of things so going over every venue and trying to find like a good set of plans to go do different activities was also took a lot of time yeah the scheduling and the seamlessness was very important to us got it so then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort flowers yeah, flowers. We always had such great backdrops. We didn't really want to worry too much about the decor and flowers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm, in general, I'm personally just not a big flower person. And like, as Chris said, you know, the backdrop, the, the boardwalk, the water, that, that, that is the background. We, you don't need too many flowers. You don't need too many things on the table. But we did want enough where if the wedding was moved indoors for a weather reason or something, we had those options but to us, that's not important. People aren't going to remember the, the starfishes we had in our tables <laughs> or the color of our flowers. Yeah, they just kind of remember the view they had, you know. That's why we didn't want, like, the typical, like, ballroom wedding. We wanted something that, you know, you take everyone to Disney, you want them to have the aspect of being at Disney. Yeah. And along the lines of decor, you know, we didn't spend time or money on, like, the color of the tablecloths or, you know, the napkins or the... Anything like that, you know, for us, you know, white is fine. And to us, that didn't matter. There were definitely things that we wanted to focus our time and money on more. Got it. So what ended up being each of your favorite memories of your wedding day? Fireworks show. Yeah, the fireworks show was definitely memorable. First look. Yeah, first look was my favorite. I think that's the, the one time I was like emotionally Scared, not scared, but nervous and excited. I wasn't nervous about the ceremony or anything. That was like seeing Chris for the first time and it, it being like a reality that we're we're getting married. Chris and I have been together for over 10 years. So getting married was a dream come true and a fairy tale to me. So that was my favorite part. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Well, I'm sure you're you're familiar with the weather in February. It's, you know, it's usually sunny but not too hot not too cold you know mid 70s uh so that was why we had chosen february to have our wedding the week before our wedding at the end of january it was when it was like record freezing temperatures in in orlando so we were nervous about that and then our wedding day comes and it's one of the hottest record-breaking hottest day 
in February ever. So it, it wasn't ideal. We did actually have linen umbrellas as part of our decor, but not enough of them. Yeah, not enough. More umbrellas. That was like our one regret. It was it was hot, but you know, none of our, our guests complained. They all still had a great time. They drank a lot of water and uh, they all look great in photos. Nobody looks sweaty. So but that was definitely um, probably the biggest hiccup we had to deal with. It was great for photos, though. The photos came out great because of it. Nice and sunny and bright. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I think the amount of people that were coming to the wedding, you know, initially it was, I think, a little over 100 people said yes. And as it got closer, uh, we lost about 12 or so couples. And so I was nervous that I was going to feel like, you know, the wedding felt empty or or small, and it definitely did not feel that way. I couldn't have imagined any perfect more group of people. I, I didn't feel like there was space or just an empty wedding, and that was definitely my biggest fear. And I overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Um, more umbrellas? <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. more umbrellas. So one of the things that uh, we had it in, uh, an open bar at our, our reception um i think it was like the third out of four tiers if, if i'm not mistaken and we decided to actually continue that same open bar at our dessert party and by that time our guests were exhausted they enjoyed the food but i, I don't think too many people cared about the alcohol at that point so that if anything you know that was something where we didn't need to spend our money on um maybe even we could have done more dessert instead or, or something like that. But that was probably our number one regret. Yeah, probably. Okay, good to know. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yeah. So I would say from the beginning, when you meet with your, your planner and you meet with your room block organizer, you always, you have to be confident and make sure you articulate what you want, you know, be firm, check over everything. I think we went through like 15 versions of our VEO and things were different and you, you have to stand by yourself. You have to be confident. If this is something you want, make sure it's there. If things, things change, be diligent. Um, Cause I think while the planning process was great, it was, there was definitely some ups and downs where I was nervous things weren't going to happen as we wanted them to. It all worked out. Everything was great. But being strong-willed and strong-minded and, you know, standing your ground were definitely things that I would recommend throughout the whole process. Yeah, and definitely, like, telling all your people that you know are definitely coming to the wedding to, like, make sure they book their rooms early. Because yeah. you don't realize how much you're going to take up of your room block. And the room block goes quick, and you're, like, trying to add more. And it's Disney, so it sells out fast. So definitely tell people that you're having coming definitely book their rooms early. Yeah, I think a lot of our guests didn't take that seriously, even though it was a destination wedding where they did have to book their flights. You know, hotels weren't a priority and we definitely had to scramble at the end to to add rooms up. We we didn't have an issue of feeling like we had we weren't gonna meet our minimum that we had agreed to. Um and that that's again another thing is, you know, just be confident but don't be overconfident when it when it comes to room blocking. Got it. Okay. Well, Olivia and Chris, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in having a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so Thank much. You.
That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>